Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. And it's great to have Wendy back with us in person in the studio this week, so we are not at the mercy of technical issues, Wendy. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, And we have another story to share of, of... I want to say unscrupulous suppliers, but it's not a fully tested case yet. So maybe let me hold back and just say questionable practices around Indeed. so-called free offers that, 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 that appear to hoodwink businesses into some kind of a contractual obligation. That's a very obtuse way of describing. Wendy will go in detail in just a moment into what we're talking about. But just to say that after we've tackled that case, we will be taking some open line calls today. So you can give us a call uh, with your question on 021-446-0567 or send a voice note to 072 072- Wendy, this topic today reminds me a lot of a story we've covered several times before, the telecom directory listing scam, where the receptionist takes the phone call saying we need to update your details for the free listing and then receives an invoice for what wasn't free at all. It's the same sort of modus operandi of presenting something as what looks to be a freebie but actually isn't. Tell us a little bit more about the particular context today. Okay, sure. So (laughs) this is especially for you if you're running a small business, medical practice, or if you're a school, because chances are that sooner or later you will get a call from someone, if you haven't already, on behalf of a company offering to sell you a free sample of a cleaning product or ink cartridges or toner cartridges for Mm -hmm. your your printer. And we all know that those are really expensive, the latter. Um, if you if you agree, you'll be sent not a sample of some floor cleaner, window cleaner, whatever, but a whopping 10 litres or even 25 litres of that product without an invoice. Okay. Ah, red flag. Okay. Yes, which I think also you would think, oh, this, is, this must be the free sample. It's a bit bigger than what I was expecting, but okay, let's but tuck in here and let's me, open so, the product, yeah. right? Um, but somewhere later, you will get an invoice with a demand for payment of an amount. Certainly in today's case study, this was the case, 10 times the usual retail price of Ooh, that kind of product. Okay. Um, and if you pay up a while later, you'll get a second delivery of that product with another uh, invoice. And when you complain and say, what's this about? You'll be told, oh, you actually agreed to a 10 package. This is a 10 package deal. That surely can't be legal practice. Maybe. Well, it is not. Um, happily, the Consumer Protection Act protects consumers and businesses with an annual turnover of less than $2 million, which are classed as consumers okay. in the, for the purposes of the Act. Um, we're protected against um, from such rogue selling methods. So in short, if there is no proof, and this is what this entire topic and show hinges on, if there is no proof that you ordered a particular product in that particular volume at that particular price, which they later invoice you for, the goods are regarded as unsolicited and you are not legally required to pay for them. I'm going to go into more detail on that later, quoting directly from the Act. But to intro this topic and our guest today, I've come across, as you said earlier, versions of this unselected... Oh, no, you were talking about the telecom scan. As for this particular one, I've come across... over the course of 20 plus years, versions of this unsolicited goods scam several times, um, usually but not always involving ink cartridges targeting smaller businesses. Um, In the cases I've dealt with, companies are phoned and enticed by a very good deal for printer consumables, toners, ink cartridges, um, which they then agree to. Um, In many cases, they're not impressed by the quality at all, but then the follow-up orders 
um, keep happening. And they're told, well, you agreed to that in the call. And when they ask for the call recording, it doesn't materialize. But the but the demands, ever um, more threatening demands for payment do continue. And, and the goods keep coming. Okay. Uh, so this office cleaning supplies scam starts with a call offering not for a cheap product, but totally free samples of their product. Um, no obligation, completely free. Mm-hmm. Apparently, th- that's uh, I've read many complaints that stress that it's free. Um, but as you said, anything but. So Somerset, Somerset West-based dentist Amanda Murray wrote to us at the end of last week to relate how her practice was targeted. And Amanda, thank you. I know you are squeezing us in between patients this afternoon, <laughs> thank so you, thank Wendy. you for your time. Yes. Welcome. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Amanda, it started with a phone call from a salesperson who spoke to your receptionist. And what did they yes. propose or offer at that point? Yes. So a couple of months ago, my receptionist got a phone call. Listen, they, they um, do we use cleaning stuff? Yes. Um, do we use pine gel? Yes. But they have this, um, this fantastic pine gel that we can try out. It's for free. And they will send us a free sample. And my receptionist, well, okay, and, and use pine gel. And, and she asked, are you sure it's free? And they said, yes. After we've tried it and tested it, and if we are happy, then we can order it for about, I think, 99 rand a litre. Well, if you look now, it's quite a lot, but she didn't, doesn't know what the price is. So it was offered for free. And then what also was offered for free was and they said they want to send a free, like a maestro gift card that I could use as the owner of the business at any place like Woolworths or Pick and Pay, wherever I shop. And then there's an unknown amount of free voucher. Which, if you think about it, is extremely suspicious. I mean, who yes, does that? Yes. Mm. Yeah, so, but obviously I didn't take that in no. call. And she thought, okay, free sample of pine gel is something that we can use. So, in, so she said later that day she got a second phone call from the company and the guy said, um, did they explain how it works? She said yes. And she asked again, are you sure the product is for free, the sample? Yes, the sample is for free. And they just wanted our address to deliver the sample and an email address. So she gave it to them. A couple of, well, and later on, it was like over a weekend, the free sample was 25 liters of pine gel. I mean, we can use pine gel for <laughs> I don't know how many years. It's this massive container. There wasn't any invoice attached, nothing. Um, and then, and I was like, wow, what, 25 liters? This is for free? Anyway, I still have, I haven't even opened the sample. Just as well. Um, yeah. Yes. And, um, and I, when she told me, listen, and they're sending, uh, the, giving me this free maestro card, I thought it's too good to be true, that part. Yeah. But I thought, let me just try it at a shop. And they said, there's nothing on it. Okay, so oh. I just threw it away. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, um, they started phoning uh, my receptionist, telling, listen, we owe them 2,800 and something. It's like, what? She, we didn't consent. She didn't consent. It's supposed to be for free. 
and then they started sending then then we got the first invoice as I said there wasn't an invoice on the container yeah and she said listen you can't come come pick up this um, 25 liters of um, um, cleaning pine gel because we didn't order it I'm not gonna pay 2800 anyway she doesn't even have the authority to make orders um, so as a dentist you know I do my own orders at yeah. all my dental companies and then you always if you start at a new place to order, then these forms that we fill in. So there was nothing of that sort, of any kind, yeah. Yeah. as it was told as a free sample. And then they kept on harassing us, and um, my receptionist said there were guys very aggressive on the phone, insisting that we order it, and they have a no return policy that we can't send the product back. And um, last week, I got an email from them. Now it's the legal or so-called legal department. Now it's 3,200 and something that we have to pay. Now. And then I took, I said, no, this is, this is nonsense. I took the phone. I phoned the company and said, listen, I want to speak to a manager or a director. And I spoke to a lady and she, she sounded like, what, really? Is this what happened? And she used the Lord's name, but this cannot be. But, but what, what is it at the legal department? I said, yes, I'm getting a demanding letter from the legal department. Oh, she said, but if it's at the legal department, then your hands are tied, she said. Oh. But the legal department is a floor down. She will go down. And um, when can she phone me back? Because it was in between patients. And I said, I told her, listen, on lunch, quarter past 12, that time, time came, nothing happened. Later in the afternoon, I phoned back, insisting that I speak to this specific person. They told me she's unavailable. We've sent numerous emails. Please come and pick this stuff up. And then I thought, no, this is nonsense. So when I went and looked on Hello Peter, yeah. this company gets a rating 1.9 out of 10. And then like, there were like 77% of people, everyone complaining, they were offered a free sample. Um, and then it's like this 25 liters. Sometimes the people said it was handy. Andy. Oh, oh, and then also what they said is in the phone calls, um, there was a guy that um, asked my receptionist, and she said, but listen, you, when she told them, you are a scam. This, this, you, this is, this is fraud. And he said, no, but we also sell ink. So, or she said, what do you sell? What business are you? Now they also sell ink. And then they all, almost wanted to sell ink to her. And she said, listen, I don't want anything of you. Um, <laughs> and then he thought, no, we can swap the pine gel for oh. ink cartridge. And he found it later again. Then he was angry at her. Why? Um, you know, they're going to send us the ink cartridge. He said, but I don't have the authority to order anything. We don't want to swap anything. And um, Friday, and so I told my receptionist, listen, you're not going to take any calls from this company. Yeah. And, um, and, and I personally sent an email to their so-called legal department and their accounts department saying this is a scan. And I, I highlighted, uh, you know, the, all the Hello Peter comments. I didn't get any reply on my email. And then a couple of days later, I got a phone call again. Now he's phoning from the legal department. My receptionist says, do you want to talk to him? And I said, well, I'll talk to them. And I just told him, listen, you're a scallop. So you actually yeah. talk to me in Afrikaans. You're a scallop. You are, you know, you, this is a scam. And he said, but... And I tried to blame my receptionist. Yeah, but did I take that initial phone call? I said, no. But then my receptionist had the consent. I told him, no, she didn't. 
just like all the other 77% of people, you know, they're targeting, I've read there was other schools, other people, and now they, they, they hold the blame to pay for something that they didn't order, and the people are aggressive on the phone, and it's, yeah, it's just a terrible situation. Amanda, I want to thank you so much for making time to share that story with us today, and I think it really is helpful to the audience to hear it firsthand, dear, the distress Absolutely. it's caused, the aggressive nature of the, the, the communications on the phone As, and I really love the fact that you have held out and stood your ground on this one albeit that it's not resolved as yet Wendy? I'd like to ask one question Amanda and that is around proof that of, of this order being accepted that the, yeah. them disclosing that the sample in inverted commas is actually 25 litres of the stuff um, for which yeah. you will be required to pay more than 2,800 rand. Yeah. Did you at what at, at any point say to them, well, then where, uh, let me listen to the call recording where my receptionist yeah. agreed and, and how yeah. did they respond? My, yeah, so my receptionist said, listen, you're telling us that all calls are recorded, so bring us a call. And they, they played her a call and she said she could make out she's talking, but you cannot hear anything on the call. Uh. And obviously they can edit things because they did ask her at certain stages, do you yes, use pine gel? Yes, we use pine gel. And as I said, there was a second call that day. Um, did, you know, did you understand? And did she explain? Yes. And is it free? Yes. So, um, so they, we did get a recording, but it wasn't of the whole conversation and you cannot hear anything. And when I phoned the, um, this, the company myself, and tried to speak to a manager. I told her, listen, I'm going to record this now. And that's when she said no, but she'll phone me back later on oh, and okay. then obviously didn't speak to anybody. Right. Okay, Amanda, thank you again for joining us. And um, um, Wendy is about to give some feedback on her engagement with the company involved and explain why we're not naming them at this point. Uh, it is a story that is going to require some ongoing research in the course of the next week. So we'll keep you posted, Amanda. And thank you for, for raising a very important with, uh, issue with us. Dr. Amanda Marais speaking to us from Somerset West. And I know she's got to get back to her patients. So we'll let her, her go at that point. Wendy, obviously lots of red flags here. Around yes. the nature of the communication, around the absence of an invoice with that first delivery um, uh, being a big red flag. But really, um, I mean, as Amanda referenced, she's gone on to Hello Peter. There are dozens of complaints about the same thing. And I believe several of them also um, speak to the fact that when they asked for recordings of their sales, what they got back was very indistinct. Um, yes. Before we talk about the company's own response, let's talk a little bit about what the, the Consumer Protection Act would say about this kind of, of marketing technique. We're okay. talking about Section 21. 21. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I must also talk briefly about the direct marketing um, protections one has because this is direct marketing. They phoned the company, yeah. not, not the other the way around. Yeah. yeah. So Section 21 deals with unsolicited goods and services. And I'm going to try and praise you this. Um, so if a supplier delivers a larger quantity of goods than the consumer agreed to buy, the excess goods are unsolicited unless the consumer has rejected the entire delivery. So this would be for people that sort of gave into the harassment and paid for the first lot and then got a second and said, oh, well, it's part of 10. They the need order, to prove, yeah. prove that you did order 10. Um, consecutive orders. If any goods have been delivered to a consumer by or on behalf of a supplier without the consumer having expressly or implicitly requested that delivery, the goods um, as, uh, are unsolicited. The goods become unsolicited 
if the recipient, only if the recipient informs the supplier or deliverer that the goods were misdelivered, because um, there are obviously cases where it came to you by mistake, yeah. um, and the goods are not recovered within the following t- 20 business days. So you can't just keep quiet um, and keep it. And keep yeah. it. You've yeah. got to report, hey, come and collect it. If the consumer is not responsible for Sorry, the consumer is not responsible for any cost pertaining to the recovery of the goods and is not liable for any loss or damage to the goods during the time that they are in the person's possession or control um, other than lost caused loss caused by the person's intentional interference with the goods um, you can so if you are in possession of what is unsolicited goods un, given the, the explanation or the, the um, description I've just given you you can keep them um, you can return them to the supplier at their risk and expense um, and you are under no obligation to pay for unsolicited goods um, or, or the deliverer and the supplier must not demand um, or attempt to connect any payment from a consumer in respect of any charge relating to the goods left in the position of a consumer, blah, blah, blah. And then this one, which pertains to many people who've already paid, if you've made a payment in respect of unsolicited goods, um, you are entitled to recover that amount with interest from the oh, date wow. in which it was paid. I don't rate their chances, but it's worth a, a try and certainly raising it with the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman. But Okay, I, so that's unequivocal. Those were unsolicited goods. They had not placed an order for anything like that amount and they have no obligation to keep it to pay for it there can be no fee no fees for for returning it either one thing there's the the, the direct marketing thing you have seven days cooling off period as we always talk about so they at their they must come and and take it um but that can be at your cost to send it back but if it's unsolicited then then they must and they can't charge any fee one of the a couple of the complaints said that we're told that there is um if an admin fee if they do come and collect and they confirm it in, in their own responses which the responses on Hello Peter stopped in around uh, March of this year but okay. they confirmed that you know, we're waiving this in your case well <laughs> assuming <laughs> there was consent in the first, in the first place, place which yeah. which they which the consumer or the businesses deny um, you can't um, you can't charge um a fee for that collection for the collection okay well after the eyewitness news we'll tell you what the company said when we finally did manage to get hold of them and it's it's a story that's not yet complete but just to say while we listen to the news i wonder if anybody else listening has had the same approach and wants to share that with us did you too get the phone call about the pine gel free sample and did you go through the same kind of drama that amanda has just described to us we'd love to hear from you 0214460567 So we're back to Consumer Talk with Wendy Nolan. Before the break, we heard from Amanda Murray, who shared with us the story of how her business was targeted by a marketing firm, offering them a so-called free sample of a pine gel cleaning agent. Absolutely no strings attached. Free sample to be delivered to your your premises to try it out. And if you like it, you can order some from us. That's not what happened. Instead, they received a 25-litre delivery, followed a few weeks later by an invoice for a rather large sum for said um, amount of cleaning product. And um, so Amanda's been good at sticking to her guns and saying, we will not pay. We never ordered this. We don't feel obliged to pay for it. Wendy, you did reach out to the company in question. And just before we came to air, you actually got a response, which is why we're not, (coughs) excuse me, why we're not naming them right now, because that response requires some further investigation. Tell us what happened. Okay, so. I got hold of them on Monday. I phoned the company actually wanting to have a conversation. I was told I couldn't get the name of of, of, a, of a manager, um, but at least they confirmed an email address to okay. which a media query should be sent. So I duly did that and I asked for a response by 10 o'clock this morning. 
um, and it didn't come and I thought it wasn't coming because um, at the very last moment, uh, given that I've still got to drive into the studio at yeah. eight minutes past 12, it came. Okay. And it went like this. Please be advised that we are a telemarketing company and our internal procedures are as follows. Our telemarketing agents make contact with business, I'm reading verbatim, that are listed in the Trudon Yellow Page directory, hence the term cold calling. Mm-hmm. As per sales script or pitch, agents are trained to ask for and only speak to the person authorized to purchase said products. Well, that's the first that deviation. Yeah. yeah. Once that individual takes the call, it's further confirmed with the person if they are authorized to purchase. Also at odds with what Natasha and scores of others have said. Yeah, or Natasha business being owners, and yes. business. Yeah. But because the word free was being badly about several times, according to her, in more than one call. Yeah. If this question is answered with a positive yes, the sales agent continues to market the product. A gift voucher is offered as a token of gratitude to the company for having purchased the product for the first time. That must be that gift card that Amanda spoke of and which had a zero balance. (laughs) Yes. A verification or confirmations manager contacts the customer thereafter to to reconfirm that there was actually an order placed and also that all the information shared and received is correct and true. According to Amanda, Natasha said she said Yes, it's, is it true? And the answer was yes. So there's a number of calls here that would need to be listened to. Listened to. Mm. If the verification manager has confirmed positively the sale, the sale is then sent through to the quality assurance department. It makes it sound like it's quite a massive operation. Yeah. Quality assurance ensures that both telephone calls, uh, which are the sales and the confirmation of the order calls, are 100% correct and of optimum level of quality before the sale is then forwarded to our dispatch department for the courier off the goods. All of our telephone calls are recorded and are made available to customers upon request. That did happen in Amanda's case. Yep. But as we heard her say, there was no um, meeting of the minds that was apparent on it. The, the, the specific 25 litres of pine gel at 2,800 and whatever. And yep. uh, you agree to this, yes. That, that cannot be heard. And yeah. that is what you need for it to be a valid mandate. So when you order something, when you enter into any form of contract on the phone, the call recording takes the place of a written contract if, as you would get if you did business face-to-face. Yeah. So it's absolutely vital. Everything hinges on that. Okay. Um, and then she continues, this woman from the company in question, with this customer, she's referring to Amanda, um, yeah. there is ample proof of this order, of this order, for this order, yeah. if you would like to listen to these recordings, please arrange with me so that I can get my IT department to call you and play you the recording to make you aware that all was and is in order before the stock was delivered. I actually wrote back; I was in a rush and said, "Yes, I would like to get that recording." I've just realised now that she's saying I will have to listen to it over the phone, which is not optimal. I want my own recording yes, so that I can get it verified. Because well, I did write back to her and say I will be getting this verified. So you will take that recording and run it past an expert to make sure yes. it hasn't been edited Tempered. or massaged in any way. Yes. Yeah, okay, of very course, important. because even how important it is. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's where we are. And that is why we're not naming them today, Wendy, because you haven't yet had a chance, obviously, to listen to that recording, which they claim totally... Yes. absolves them of any so wrongdoing. So we can't in yeah. fairness and, you know, in, in, in adhering to our codes of conduct and everything else, it's not fair to name them. If Without there having is, listened to the defense. They say there is ample, yes, we yeah. have to take, we have to follow it right the way through, which we fully intend to. Um, but I mean, looking on the balance of probability, 
what is the probability that someone is, whether they're the receptionist or the owner of the company, is going to say yes to a company they've never heard of, never done business with before. None of the usual forms and yeah, you know onboarding of suppliers yes. has happened. They will say yes to to. 25 litres of pine gel at 2,800 and something rand. Which is more than it sounds like they could use in a in year. In several years. Um, yeah. the, the possibility of someone knowingly saying yes to that uh, is, is, I would venture to suggest, not good. Um, to say the least. You, yes, Pippa. thank you. And, <laughs> and, and then you look at the scores of comments, uh, complaints on Halapita, where people are alleging the same exactly thing. Exactly the same thing. What yeah. are the probabilities that they're all lying they all missed the fact that it wasn't a free sample you were they were actually, actually getting in some cases it was 10 liters in some oh. cases of 25 so this is a very interesting case and um i await the recording and i'm going to insist when i come off here i'm going to reiterate i'm going to i'm going to clarify my initial response and say i will be needing to Your have own my own copy, copy to send to have verified and if yeah. there's no good reason why they should balk at that if it's a poppy thing then I'm sure Amanda would be most happy to to release to, uh, sign to a release give, yeah. exactly so to be continued okay in the meantime if you too have fallen prey to this kind of uh, marketing technique and you'd like to to add yourself to the story as it were please pop us an email to pippah at capetalk.co.za and let me know what your experience was after the break we'll be back with some open line calls you're welcome to call us on 021-446 or send a voice note to 072-567-1567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. That is the number to use if you'd like to raise an issue with Wendy, as William did uh, over the course of the last week or so, sending me an email with a gift voucher question, Wendy. So it should be a fairly easy one to answer. Okay. William says, I was given a gift voucher for a meal at a restaurant and I had forgotten about it. When I looked at it, it had expired 12 days earlier. It was only valid for six months as printed on the voucher. Are vouchers not meant to be valid for three years or is it different for restaurants? I'd like to know where I stand before I try and fight it. Okay. Yeah. We've covered this one recently. Um, if it was just a standard voucher um, and not some kind of special promotion as we used to get with those sort of Groupon vouchers, yes. things, obviously it stands to reason then th- that those are fall between two stools in the Consumer Protection Act, one um, prepaid vouchers and two special promotions. Yep. So you couldn't imagine, you know, if they said you're going to get um, a rump steak meal for a special promotion, 90 rand, that that three years later you would still be entitled to do that because it's the price of meat will have doubled by possible. then for one so, thing. Yeah. So what the legislators said, what the NCC when I queried that when those group when Groupon was huge, yes. was that um, if you didn't use it was normally a three month validity on those ones, and if you didn't use it within three months, then you. Um, forfeited the that particular experience but not your spend so your spend would be then available for purchase of any other voucher on their system um, within three years because oh. the Consumer Protection Act says that a prepaid voucher must be valid for at least three years the original bill said five and you can imagine the industries were just absolutely yeah. appalled so in this case it doesn't sound like it was there was any particular special offer or anything it was just um based on the information William's given us. Um, so it should be valid for three years, but it's just unusual because re- restaurants wouldn't normally issue a, a voucher for three years. But the upside is if it's a, it, it depends 
who loses depends on what the voucher was. If it was a monetary value, then obviously the customer is going to lose if you sit on it for a, uh, an extended period of time, you know, yes. you know, two and a half years, and then you redeem it. You could have got much more for your money. How do you use it immediately? You use, exactly. Yeah. So Williams is only sort of six months and 12 days or whatever you said it was. Um, if it's um, an actual meal, um, then obviously the restaurant would lose out because it would cost them a lot more to provide that meal over what the course was paid of three years. Ago. Yeah. So I have a feeling because it was, it's unusual for restaurants to issue the normal kinds of vouchers that would be valid for three years as, say, maybe a beauty spa, or, although many of them don't comply, mm. but or, or you know a shopping center voucher or something like that. Um, it, it seems to me that there, there might have been some kind of promo on the at play here, in which case they would be able to limit it to six months, which is quite a long time in the restaurant world. Okay. Given right. the price of food escalation, the, the, the rate of food price escalation. Okay. So, Willie, we haven't described the nature of the voucher, whether it was a, a sort of a blanket one or a more specific one than that. If you'd like to send us a photograph to take a look at and get some feedback from where what Wendy thinks is a fair response, you're welcome to, to pop that through. You've got my email address, having used it to send the original email, so please feel free to do so. Okay. And then uh, this is a really horrifying one on the WhatsApp line from Cliff, who says... Um, I bought a car in 2018, which was financed through ABSA Vehicle Finance from a dealer in Kales River who facilitated the process, did the roadworthy, the licensing, etc. between myself and the seller. My vehicle has been paid up for the last year. Yesterday, I tried to sell the vehicle to We Buy Cars, and they highlighted that on the certificate of registration, it states that this vehicle is a built-up car. This really shocked me as I had absolutely no idea and has virtually cut the offered price in half. Uh, they also mentioned there's no way ABSA would have financed a rebuilt car. Just about car. to say that. My question is, why would ABSA have done so and what recourse do I have? Well, it's it's a, what's called a Code 3 in the industry. And once a car has been given a Code 3, it uh, it's uh, basically, yeah, a, 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 won't, you won't get car finance on it because it's considered a very poor quality and likely to go wrong. Okay. Um, among other things. Um, the the rich issue for me is that the dealership in Kells River that he that Cliff bought that vehicle from would have known what what code it was. Yeah. So so code one is brand new, code two is any second hand car. And if it's code three built up then um yeah. They that should have been disclosed. disclosed to you, yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing though that it's been insured does he say the car is currently insured? He doesn't say anything about insurance here. Maybe no. he didn't. Just that to it insured. was financed through Absolute yeah. Vehicle Finance. Well, yeah. if it's financed, they normally insist that it's insured. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Um, I would need to see more of that. I would need to see what what documentation we buy cars was relying on to give him that information, and um, you know if they had it, why did everyone else in the chain not have it? And certainly something that should have been. Disclosed. I thought you were going to say it was a stolen car because that's the Oof. more common one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I built up that 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 needs investigation. I will. I'll, Cliff would have to call me in, please. Okay. Yeah. So Cliff, um, the well, I think probably best to send it straight to Wendy on consumer 
at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And um, just put Cape Talk Built Up Car in the subject line, so she'll keep an eye out for that. And just give her all the information you've got, you know, the details, the dates of the sale, obviously the details of the dealership that you that processed and facilitated the sale for you, um, any documentation you've got relating to when you purchased the car, as well as then to your second, uh, your latest attempt to sell it. When do you want I to just add want to add, yes, I've just, yeah. um, I've just Googled it. Yes, code three is built up car, stroke permanently unfit for use. Wow, wow. Okay, so that absolutely should have the been disclosed to you. The damage includes yeah. structural defects that require substantial rebuilding. So, yeah, that, okay. I think we need to go right back to, to, to the that dealership. initial sale. Yeah. Cliff, okay, please do send that through by email, consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Now, uh, an email that came in last week that we didn't have time to, Wendy, from Vic. Um, and this is an interesting one. He said, please ask Wendy if she knows why vets and vet shops are feel allowed to sell their animal foods without pricing on the individual items or any prices listed for all to see on some kind of chart. I'm sure this is an illegal practice or at the very least consumer unfriendly. When I've raised it with them, I've been told simply that it's too much work. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it may be too much work, but it is a legal requirement. Um, I have seen prices in some of those vet shops, uh, most definitely, that not on every individual pack, but um, on, the shelf. on the shelf. Yes. And they'd say this food at in this um, quantity, you know, so you can you don't have to haul it off to the, we're going to ask somebody. So the Consumer Protection Act does require prices to be displayed. Um, I remember taking on Vida Cafe years ago where they didn't um, – display prices in those overhead hoardings yes. of the food their food uh, um, so it might have been the beverage as well but certainly was the food and they said oh well with this Portuguese street cafe vibe and I said well that may be but you've got to operate under the laws Portugal. of yeah. South Africa <laughs> yeah. and they changed it so there's certainly no exception for for shops or veterinary practices selling pet food um, so um, if you want to Name and shame to me, Vic. I will certainly um, send them a media query and see if they come back with something other than it's too much work. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a staggering <laughs> response. Vic, okay, again, you know where to find us. Please feel free to let us know which branch it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back. It's years since I bought dog food, Wendy, but our vet, which is where I used to buy the Royal Canin, always had it on the shelf in the reception area with very clear labelling under each different pack yeah. of how many kilos, what the price was per unit. It's certainly so, not all of them. Yeah, it's not on each individual I, in pack. In fact, I would say it's was a, I've been to too many, but I would, yeah. just, I would, I'd like to think it's the minority and they just must get their back together okay. on that one. So Vic, let's see what a little nudge does. Okay, mm. send us the details yeah, by email. You can either email Wendy or bring it straight to me and I'll forward it on to Wendy. Okay, well, this is a nice one in from Pauline on the WhatsApp saying, after the devastating news regarding the discontinuation of anchovy paste a while ago, congratulations to Woolies who now have their own version on sale I in stores. I did not know that. I hadn't seen that either, Pauline. Definitely trying it. Okay, thank you for tipping everybody off. We can expect a run on Woolworths yes. anchovy paste in the next in the Cape. hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly in the, in the Western Cape. Um, so that's good news indeed. Okay, 0214460567 if you'd like to raise a case or you can do what this person is sent and send us a voice note to 0725671567. Hi there, just a quick one. Maybe if you guys can help. My mom was scammed out of 93,000 uh, last Saturday and we are not getting anywhere with Absa's fraud department. If anybody can help, please. It was an old credit card. It's not her money. She's not rich. 
everybody here is 93,000. I'm like, oh, no, she's got money. She hasn't got money. It's a credit card that's been going oh. up and up and up for years. Ooh. Okay, oh, it cut off there, I think, mid-story. Yeah. Wendy, uh, obviously you would need details, I but would. what sort of information so would you need? So it sounds yeah. like they've they've actually taken money that was a credit limit, yeah. and now she's got to pay it back with interest, which is, oh, is okay. hellish. Um, so unfortunately, APSA is probably the, 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 the if you're going to get uh, um, full victim to a, to a fraudulent scam, APSA is probably the best bank for it to happen on certainly if it's really? online they have a fraud warranty but it only rela- relates to online oh. um, and this is a credit card which is why um, they're not getting the same kind of joy that they would get if it was an, an internet transaction yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't say how she was scammed um, so it all what the response of the bank would depend to you know to what extent if any she compromised her details and Unfortunately, most most of the fraud victims are eld- older, let's say elderly, older, usually older than 60, yeah. who are easier to scam because they're a little bit less sussed um, about how the, uh, the fraudsters operate and yeah. how they um, dupe them into releasing the details that they need, such as one-time pins, et cetera, passwords. So without um, knowing more detail... I, I can't comment any further except to say that I'm sorry it wasn't an online thing because that would have just been settled. So um, I forget the caller's. Do we get the uh, caller's name? Uh, no, we didn't. Okay. Um, okay. So whoever you are, I, I think I'm funny. I, I, as I got out of the car to my gym class this morning, I think I heard you calling into the breakfast show, relaying some kidding? of the story. Uh, uh, I do recognise the voice. So apologies, I didn't catch your name because I didn't hear it this morning either. But please just either pop through to Wendy uh, on no, uh, consumer at nola.co.za or email me on pippah at capetalk.co.za. And between the two of us, we'll put heads together on this one. Obviously, we'll need the details of exactly how it happened, when it happened. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of I get a lot of the sons and daughters of, of the victim interacting with me. So yes. It's a sort of third party, but they often can't remember getting a call or, or how it was that they um, released their, the, the, the keys to the safe, as the yeah. industry calls it. Um, so it makes it quite hard to investigate, but at least... To engage with the bank and say why is there no recompense in this in, in this, this case? case? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so please do do send that through and send it through ASAP. Yeah, I have to just say, Papa, that I had a woman on the line uh, on the phone to me in the last week or two. Um, she phones me repeatedly, and she's actually suicidal. She lost several hundred thousand rand and, and a lot of it on credit cards that where she didn't have the money in the first place, yeah. and now the bank's adding interest. interest. I have taken up the case, just reminding me to follow it up. But she, she sounds more and more desperate and wobbly, and uh, with every call, and oh. it's just the most terrible thing terrible to hear. Situation. So, yeah. um, we have these conversations often on Cape Talk. But just if you know, if you have a parent or an, an elderly friend, have these conversations about if you get a call from someone saying they're from your bank's fraud department, disengage. It's most very likely a fraudster. Have your bank's fraud number saved into your contacts on your cell phone and immediately phone them so it's a number you know is correct. Is a, is a valid number, yeah. Click through to, to credit card or fraud department and just check and, um, you know, in overwhelming percentage of cases, um, it will. It, there's no, no problem with your account at yeah. all. Yeah. But that, with that simple piece of advice, because it's often over the phone, you see, the, the, our, um, through all the um, 
what do you call them, breaches, um, information breaches. Our information is out there. Our previous employment, our bank details. It's so whatever. easy. To, they to need to the, the passwords eyes, though, yeah. and they need they need the pin. And the only yeah. way they can get it is to come directly to us and trick us into giving it to them. Yeah. And an elderly person is far more at risk of, of falling for it. Yeah. So we need to have those conversation and fraud proof our our elderly people. Thanks for that reminder, Wendy. And um, yeah, that's where we will wrap this up for the week. Uh, just a reminder that if you do want to raise a case with Wendy, you can do so by sending an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Please remember to put all of the information in one single email. Make sure you put Cape Talk in the subject line and just a couple of words about the nature of the problem. And uh, look forward to having you back with us again next week. Wednesday. Thanks, Pippa.